0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of We Watch Shudder, the first new episode in, like, five days. Man, that was, a uh, that's, that's a whole, I, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. My name's JD. Who's here with me?
1: It's Michelle.
0: It's still <laughs> Michelle, even after all this time. Man, hey. did you guys... Uh, Did you guys listen uh, to the podcast in October? A whole bunch of you did. Thank you guys so much. I listened. Uh, Yeah, I did too. It was kind (laughs) of awkward uh, on some of them listening to some of those older recordings (laughs) when we were still rank amateurs uh, as opposed to the slightly less rank amateurs that we are now. Yeah, Uh, now
1: we're experts. We're so good at this. I'm Joe Rogan.
0: Oh wait, uh, I don't know if that's. Oh, maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've been telling know.
1: everybody lately that I have frat boy energy, and that's how I feel. Oh, I'm just Lord. like throwing oh. pickup lines oh, at my no. female friends.
0: <laughs> I'm oh, so sorry. No. I'm oh.
1: morphing. <laughs> Michelle, I'm an I animorph, but into a bro.
0: <laughs> I, I, man, I all of a sudden we might not have a podcast anymore, you guys. <laughs> no, okay, I'm bye kidding. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <us>? <laughs> Uh, So yeah, we uh we put out an episode every single day. We actually did 33 episodes in 32 days if you uh, count Sissy at the end of September, which of course we do because that's how counting works. It was a lot of stuff and you guys kept coming back and kept listening and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, We're uh, back to just the normal schedule now. The normal schedule of what, Michelle? Maybe somebody's tuning in for the first time. What's this show all about?
1: Well, we watch Shudder
0: yeah <laughs> it's like it was <laughs> right there in the name or something right i
1: know if you're not familiar with shutter it's basically netflix but horror and it is awesome because yeah. there was nothing like this before where we just had a platform for horror and now we do and horror adjacent as we have to clarify because of some of the things on that site they're very yeah. strange
0: yeah there are some really uh there's some unique things that goes on there but yeah we uh uh, they put out a whole bunch of uh, new stuff on a regular basis, and we watch it and talk about it like a couple of real so-and-sos.
1: Yep. Yeah, we're so-and-sos. Welcome to our show-and-show.
0: <laughs> Big post-October energy right now. Man, <laughs> just like, wow. I
1: got all sorts of energy. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh,
0: well, we uh, are. I can do are... a
1: stand with my bro energy.
0: Well, all right then, Michelle. Let's get to it. What are we talking about today?
1: Well, they thought we were going to talk about Satan's Slave Communion, which is right. a sequel to Satan's Slaves, the not communion. But, surprise, we're talking about both. We're talking about yeah. Satan's Slaves first.
0: Yeah. Whoa. We're gonna, I had actually never seen uh, the original Satan's Slaves, or had not yet seen. Uh, it has been on my radar for quite some time, and I've seen uh, a couple other Joko Anwar films. But I hadn't made it to Satan's Slaves yet. Michelle had seen it, but it had been a real long time since she saw it. So we decided we were just going to go ahead and watch uh, both of these films and uh, talk about both of them here on the podcast. So we're going to start today. Double feature episode. Yay! bow. bow, bow. We're going to start talking about from 2017. Satan's Slaves. Michelle, would you like to read to these good people the description of Satan's Slaves from the Shudder website?
1: I would love to, J.D. Yay!
0: <laughs> what the does it The Shudder
1: description. When a famous singer dies from a mysterious illness, her family feels her presence linger and a horrifying saga begins. Rini and her siblings care for their sick mother in the countryside, but after the matriarch passes away, evil entities terrorize and even possess the family. To protect her little brothers, Rini traces back the roots of the evil and learns the horrifying truth. A Shudder original. <laughs> JD, would you like to give your spoiler-free thoughts
0: on? I sure would. Love to give you my spoiler-free thoughts on Satan's Slaves written and directed by Joko Anwar. Uh this movie is uh, uh, it's kind of a ghost movie and kind of a zombie movie and kind of a bunch of other things. It's kind of way too long. Could have been about a half an hour shorter. Uh, ultimately, uh, it's not really, uh, my flavor to begin with. And I feel like it just, uh, I, I never really connected with it and it goes on, uh, too long. And, uh, this is, uh, the, I'm going to give this one, uh, a two skulls cause there are, I mean, it definitely has some qualities that I enjoyed, but overall this one just was not for me.
1: Mm-hmm. So two stars from JD,
0: that's two skulls, kind of the, Michelle. Two skulls. Two I'm skulls. so sorry. Get with the Fire. program.
1: I know. My bad. <laughs> like we said, we're amateurs. We don't know what we're doing. What is our score system? Oh, <laughs> so two skulls out of five skulls from J.D. Yep. Um, I'm going to give this a little higher score than you did. Uh, the first one, uh, first off, the reason we're doing it this way is you pretty much have to see the first movie to know what's going on in the sequel. But oh, I've yeah. seen this movie twice, and I'm still not completely sure how the evil entities work because there's a mention of Jin, but there's also a mention of zombies but there's also a mention of demons so it's kind of a, a new thing that I just couldn't fully wrap my head around I didn't care very much about the story in the first one um, it got a little convoluted for me but I thought the scares were solid I really like the camera work um, the acting is great it's got all the elements that I like aside from being just a little bit confused about what is going on in this movie so I will actually give the first one a three point five skull.
0: Rating. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Two skulls from me, three and a half from Michelle. That's uh two point seven five skull average. From wow. Satan's Math. Slaves. Joko mm-hmm. Anwar from two thousand seventeen. So uh as we do, that's the non spoiler part. If you have not seen Satan's Slaves and you don't want anything spoiled about that movie uh, you probably are going to want to in a moment here, not right now, but in a moment, you're going to want... Yeah, we're going to keep belaboring that bit all the way into November, <laughs> guys. Uh, no, uh, we're going to get into a spoiler section here. So y- if you do want to see the movie before we spoil some things, you're going to want to press the pause and then come back and, and listen to the rest of the episode. Uh, so do that right now. Uh, Michelle... Uh, Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about, uh, Satan's Slaves, and, uh, let's start here, uh, tell me about some of the things you loved about this movie.
1: Uh, that little boy is creepy AF.
0: Oh, the, (laughs) the youngest one, Ian?
1: Yeah, the one doing his little laugh, talking about his friends, and just walking creepily out of the room, oh my god, so spooky, (laughs) um, one of the things that- they do really well in this movie, and that they do even better in communion. Uh, at least this technique
0: hey, is the way that hey, he. We'll what? talk about communion later. I
1: know, I'm but just, I just I'm, gotta point out, I'm. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. throw down. Throw oh, down. We have uh, done one of these in
0: <laughs> five days. Apparently, we totally recorded how it one works. a day all month long in October. Anyway, Satan we slaves. absolutely
1: did. Yes. Uh. So. I like the way that uh, Joko Anwar uh, uses the camera to follow along with the character and then look where they're looking. So you get that perspective. And then that gives him the ability to, when you look back, see whatever it was. And he's very good at getting your focus to go wherever he wants it to be and also making it feel like you're in the scene with him. And there's a lot of those techniques, like those bell ringings that are kind of in the beginning, where you're like, oh, well, she's going to be over there because we just saw this and now she's not now you get a scare afterwards i Uh, thought that was just amazing and i love how he uses that consistently throughout this movie
0: i i don't disagree with you it it it, uh it has some very well executed uh what i uh what alfred hitchcock uh referred to as i i believe the pure cinema technique uh which is where it shows you the character looking at something and then it shows you the thing they're looking at, and then it shows you their reaction to that thing. And it does really good... Uh, uh, it's really skillful at, uh, you know, uh, sort of that back-and-forth cutting where you just know from the way they start playing into it uh, that on one of these cuts, something's going to happen. Uh, and it's a matter of, like, where is it going to happen? what What's, you know, that that sort of... Really elementary, just uh, straightforward, uh, startled, jump-scare kind of technique. It does that really well. And then it keeps doing that (laughs) for two hours. There are so many... There are just so many of those moments in this movie. They just keep happening over and over and over to the point that by the time we were like a half an hour into this movie I was already ready for it to be done like there's just so much that happens here and it goes on for so long I feel like you could have had half as many of those moments trimmed a bunch of that fat off this movie and, and gotten through it with a, a healthier clip, a, a better pace. I was just so bored by the end of this movie because it takes so long to do anything.
1: Hmm, that's fair. I uh, I found that the big scares in this movie were pretty unique from each other, so I didn't feel that way. Like the one where they're walking through the hall and he throws the sheet, and then there's the human form there, and then that isn't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I was go gonna ahead, say go it's ahead. not like the the jump scare that it, it was very like oh god this like moment before they scare or the moment where she's praying and uh gets like caught in uh, I don't know what her attire is called, but then she's kind of like trying to fight this sheet to get out of it. Um, I thought those bigger moments were so different from one another that I didn't mind that there were some jump scares in between. And I think the bell part was just so well executed that when they did lesser versions of it later on in the movie, I was like, okay, this is fine. I forgive them.
0: Well, and I, I think even with some of those bigger moments, like I guess there's just so much of this movie where it's like... Uh, uh, and not in just this movie, but in, in the sequel, which we'll talk about as well. Oh, J.D., up- we're
1: going to talk about <laughs> communion. You can't talk about it yet.
0: <laughs> uh, How does yeah. it feel? Oh, uh, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, it's like uh, the camera, like, whip pans back and forth, like it's a handheld camera, and it's, like, whipping mm-hmm. back and forth, or it'd be, like, cutting from one angle to another and back and forth to the point where it's, like, Uh, Like there might be something like, oh, something might be popping up behind somebody all of a sudden or somebody uh, all of a sudden we cut back to the other angle and something was there that wasn't there before. Uh, There's just like it got to I was watching this movie uh, actually with my my friend Kevin while he was here in town for Halloween weekend. uh, And it got to a point where it became like a running joke between us where it was like oh I bet there's gonna be a scary lady back there uh, <laughs> like it just it like it, there's just so much of that I do agree with you uh, the bit like, because like I said there are things in this movie that I thought were really well done and even those moments are well done there's just too damn many of them uh, the bit with the sheet uh, where they throw the sheet and it goes over the ghost uh, and just hangs there I, I love that I've seen a variety of different versions of that gag, and I still don't have any Mm -hmm. fucking idea how they do it. And it's one of the coolest gags in movies. There's a variation on it in uh, Paranormal Activity 3, but it's in reverse. There's like the ghost and then the sheet just drops. Uh, like, like that one maybe is a little bit easier to do, but I just, I did love that movie or that moment. It, uh, it does bring me to mind though. There's that creepy photo or painting or whatever it is at the end of that hallway. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like this movie missed a glorious opportunity. Uh, I, I, every time we got that shot down the hallway with that picture in the back, I was like one of these times It's gonna cut to that picture in the back, and that lady in the picture is gonna start moving, and that never (laughs) happened. And I was really disappointed in that. Uh, But no, I I I did have one moment where I was like, "Oh fuck, yes!" I bet you can guess when that moment was, Michelle. What do you think it was?
1: Um, the part. Think real hard about this movie and things that happened that were
0: unique in this movie. And the kind of things that I like.
1: Is there body horror in this? Uh,
0: well, I mean, the guy's head gets crushed by a truck and dragged oh, along the street. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's your favorite part. I love
0: that moment, <laughs> and not just okay. because it's splattery, fucking awesome. Like, and I, you it's know abrupt. me, I love splatter, mm-hmm. but yes, it's abrupt. And also it's unique. It's the only mm-hmm. moment like that in the entire film. and like to me by the time we got to it because it's like an hour and a half into what is almost a two hour movie, it was just like, oh fuck finally something different. is this movie gonna start getting and then no it just goes back to yeah. the to the ghosts and the and again, uh, to be fair guys we already know that ghosty stuff uh is not typically my thing. Also, I much like you mentioned earlier, uh there were some things that I was very confused on. I was like, "Are, are wait, are they ghosts? Are they zombies? Like what's what exactly is happening here?" Uh talk a little more about that from your perspective.
1: Yeah, so I I do wonder if maybe it's um, partially a lost in translation thing because one thing that they mention is gin, and gin is not something that we discuss very often in America, so I wonder if this style of entity is something that is way more common in Indonesia, so they don't explain it, and therefore I don't understand it very well. It
0: absolutely is, and that's a thing that this movie taught me. Uh, it's called, uh, well, not the movie, but I, I had to look it up. Let me see mm-hmm. here. It's called a Pokong P-O-C-O-N-G. That is a okay. Javanese ghost that is said to be the soul of a dead person trapped in their burial shroud. Mm, Uh, Yeah, see, that
1: makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. It's
0: very much an Indonesian cultural thing that didn't translate Mm -hmm. well. Uh, And I thought it was very interesting that you mentioned that because, yeah, I I figured that out when I did. Because much like you, I was actually so confused about what really was going on in this movie by the time I got to the end of it, Uh, to be fair, in part because I was so disconnected that I wasn't paying the closest of attention Uh, But I I went I I did have to go back and read some plot breakdowns to make sure I fully understood what was going on. And that's when Mm -hmm. I learned about the pokong. Uh, And I thought that was uh, super interesting and something that I'm uh, definitely going to be looking further into now is Indonesian folklore uh, and that sort of stuff, because I thought that was a unique kind of concept. Uh, but yeah, overall, this movie is just not really my flavor to begin with. And then there's just so much of it. Uh, I did think, like, I liked the the design of the old lady. I thought the bits with the bell were all of that was well done. There was just way more of it than I needed.
1: Yeah, no, I I think it's a pretty standard ghost movie. But as we have learned, I like ghost movies. You, you don't, definitely so it's like not ghost surprising more
0: than I do. That's actually, yeah, and something- I'm not.
1: <laughs> what was
0: that? <laughs> Something that, uh, uh, as we were listening through the the Spooktober episodes. Uh, I, there were moments where I was like, man, does, does JD even actually like horror movies at all? (laughs) Like, like you go, like the number of times where I say, ah, this kind of movie isn't really my speed, but you know, the ones I like, I really like. I say that about a lot of different kinds of horror movies. Uh, and then there's, it's like, oh no, this isn't my thing. This isn't my thing. This is, what whats my thing? Well, uh, I don't know. But, uh, anyway. I do think,
1: um. I kind of had that, that same thought while I was listening to it actually um, but I think part of it is we are reviewing a very specific uh, like Shutter exclusives and originals which is a right. certain level of uh, like production value and maybe like indie stuff where it's a little harder to get into sometimes compared sometimes. to like the really big budget stuff I mean like Paranormal Activity costs like no money to make and that was
0: gold so think, not uh, always true right? <laughs> I, I, I think I'm just a cranky old man Man, uh, well, but uh, <laughs> uh, I did so- watch
1: a Zero Skull movie in October, though. So I've realized, like, nope, I have not seen anything that bad
0: on Shutter yet. <laughs> oh man! So what, I definitely, I'm gonna have to talk Ooh. to you about that. It was
1: really bad and I feel bad saying the name so I won't because it was clearly like a family project where every and no it was not the Adams family which did a great job with Hellbender but it was like that if Hellbender was made by people who I did not like at all.
0: Oh wow! So. Okay, well, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that off off the the radar here because I'm curious what yep. that is. It was uh, awful. So uh, also, <laughs> um, uh, the uh, uh, yeah, the story of this uh, a big part of of again why I thought it was just too damn long is so much stuff. Just like the first hour and a half of this is like so dragged out and so much repetition of concepts and and, and moments. And then they jam so much shit and so much story into the last half hour of this movie that I think that also contributed to why I was so fricking confused by everything. Because <laughs> it's like all of a sudden there's like this devil cult and like... Like uh, uh, that, you can just they'll help you have kids and you can keep having as many kids as you want. But uh, the last one you got to give away after it's seven years old and they just add and then there's this beautiful twist in the script uh, where, uh, as it turns out, uh, they like. They they find this article right that tells them all about what's going on with this cult, and then the way they uh, there's a twist in it at towards the end because they get a a letter in the mail and it's or whatever and it's uh it's that same article but then it's like the revised edition and it's like oh shit we didn't have all the fa-. It's, I thought that was kind of I don't know something about oh the revised edition what a blunder. Uh, I, I found that rather amusing, but uh, yeah, just uh, overall, I, not a terrible movie. If you're into this sort of thing, you'll probably dig it. It's like uh, Joko Anwar is like the, the James Wan of Indonesia, uh, and so if you're into that sort of thing, you probably dig this.
1: I am into that sort of thing, and, and that is a good comparison. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Anything else to say about Satan's Slaves 1, Michelle?
1: No, I think that covers everything I had to say about it, especially because I did not know we were covering it, so I did not make any notes. (laughs) Hey,
0: perfect. Well, guys, that's the end of the episode. I uh, hope you had a good time with us here this week. Make sure you tune in again next time. Uh, We are on all the social medias, uh, TikTok uh, uh, even. Apparently, Michelle's got some ideas. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Mm -hmm. at WeWatchShutter. All your favorite podcasting platforms, give us a like. Give us a, a, a subscribe. Tell all your friends about us. Did I hit all the important details, Michelle?
1: I think so. I think Perfect. Say
0: goodnight, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> oh, we just, That was a funny <laughs> bit we just did right there, right? Where we were like, oh, uh, they totally forgot to do the other. So and no, we didn't. <laughs> oh, we amuse ourselves. So uh, now we're going to talk about... Uh, Satan's Slaves. I don't know. I've seen it a couple of different ways, Michelle. Are you just going with Satan's Slaves Communion, or are you putting the two in there? Satan's Slaves 2 Communion.
1: I'm going with Satan's Slaves Communion. I don't like... If you can avoid putting a number in a sequel, that's my preference. So, oh, And I hadn't okay. seen it as Satan's Slaves 2 Communion, but I just I don't like Satan's Slaves 2. I like just Satan's Slaves Communion.
0: All right, I'm with it. So Satan's, thats well, for what it's worth, that's how Shudder labels it. It's Satan's Slaves Communion. They're right. Mm -hmm. The follow-up five years later to uh, Satan's Slaves, uh, as it turns out, also written and directed by Joko Anwar. Uh, Everybody already knows how this works. Michelle, this time I will read the description of the film from the Shudder website. Here we go. Satan's Slaves Communion. Four years ago, I don't know, wait a minute, we gotta stop right there. This is 2022, and that first one was 2017. That's definitely five years, but okay. Okay. (laughs) Four years ago, Rini's dead mother returned and took away her youngest brother. Now she lives with her surviving siblings and their father in a crowded, cheap apartment, thinking it's safer. But when a heavy storm hits, an unseen menace creeps in, and Rini suddenly finds herself in a life-and-death struggle to save her family and get out of the building alive. Modern master of horror, Joko Anwar, returns with the terrifying sequel to Shudder hit Satan's Slaves, a Shudder original, Michelle. Yep. Would you pop off with them spoiler free thoughts, huh? I don't know why I said it like that. I will um,
1: pop off with my spoiler-free thoughts. (laughs) Spoiler. 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 I'm so sorry. Uh, I really like Satan Slaves Communion. I did check out with the story um, a little bit, but I think that's also because I had just watched Satan Slaves, the original, and I had checked out with that story, so I went into this expecting a standard ghost Uh, movie like the first one was expecting kind of a convoluted story so honestly I went into it with pretty low expectations and then all of a sudden something happens and I went oh this is much much better um I really enjoyed it I will watch it again because now I am very interested in the story and I have to go back and figure out what I missed I'm giving it a 4.5
0: Wow, four and a half skulls from Michelle on Satan's Slaves Communion. A full skull uh, improvement over the original Satan's Slaves. Um, I uh, also feel like this is a better film uh, overall than the original was. Uh, I do still feel like it's too damn long. Uh, I do still feel like they uh, they get kind of co- the, they could use an editor. Uh, there's about a half an hour too much movie here, right? Uh, but there were definitely more moments in this movie that really played to my liking uh, than in the first. Uh, I feel like there's more story here, and it's an easier to follow story than in the first one. That might be because I had just seen the first one so maybe that helped a little bit I'm not sure uh but I do feel uh this is overall a better film than the original and much like you I am giving it a full skull above uh the uh first one I'm going with 3 skulls on Satan's Slave's Communion uh keeping in mind that my skull ratings are very much based on my personal experience with the movie and as we've already said Ghost stories, things like this, are always kind of a crapshoot with me. So for me, it's a three-skull experience, but definitely a better film than the original.
1: Awesome. I did not expect us to both go up one skull rating, so that brings it to an average of 375 Uh, well, I guess if you don't want to hear this movie get spoiled, I mean, you probably went and watched both Satan Slaves and Satan Slaves Communion when we told you to pause 20 minutes ago. Um, if you only did that would have been four
0: hours of their life, Michelle.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't they? That's what I would do. I would, I would stop everything and well, because four I four hours admit, of movies.
0: <laughs> I, I will admit right away that there's four hours of movie between these two movies, and it took me five viewing sessions to watch both of them, so...
1: Yeah, so it's a while later that they came back to the podcast. That's not surprising. (laughs) We were, hello, it's been a week. How was your week? How are you doing? (laughs) I hope uh, you had a good time at work. I hope you got that promotion in the last five days that you were hoping for.
0: For the one of you who maybe came back and listened to the spoiler (laughs) section on Satan's Slaves and then heard this bit and still need to see Satan's Slaves communion, now's when you're going to want to do that pause thing. All right. All right. Uh, Michelle, uh, you yeah. uh, th- there's something you said there, and I want to get right to it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I, I keep getting carried <laughs> away here. You <laughs> like to, uh, uh, because as you mentioned, we do have a lot of people who listen to this podcast, or at least a few, not because they're horror movie fans, but because they're Michelle and JD fans. That's a little creepy and weird, but I'll take it. I love that. Uh, why don't you give them the <laughs> breakdown on the sequel, Satan's Slaves Communion?
1: Yes. So at the end of Satan's Slaves, uh, all the children survive except the, for the very youngest brother. He goes missing. Uh, so the children and the father move into this very dilapidated concrete apartment. I thought it was a business warehouse, but no people live here um, and they live in a very small place. Quick uh, translation
0: for some of you out there. It's a project.
1: Oh, OK. Yes, it's. It, definitely is a home improvement project if i've ever seen one before
0: no Um, i mean it's a housing no i know exactly i know (laughs) i know okay i see you were trying to make a joke there and i totally stepped all over your joke because i'm a dummy this is what happens when i pick up the (laughs) microphone too soon keep talking
1: uh so anyway they are in a building that TLC or HGTV would love to get their hands on they would come in there and be like this needs an accent wall or five um so (laughs) definitely needs some improvement but they live there with a bunch of other families um and kind of the same stuff from the first one uh starts happening of like demon zombie things but that's because there is a part Partial partially through this movie where things get crazy because an elevator falls and crushes a bunch of little girls and like 12 people in the elevator die. So basically like half the residents just died. And now there is a crazy storm and it's flooding and all these dead people are stuck in the apartment. So they're laid in uh, their uh Attire, I forgot what the word is, but uh, for like doing the rights and stuff, and they're all in their own individual apartments. So all these people are just stuck with all these corpses next door, and then uh, they have to go check on the corpses to make sure that they're okay, and uh, things get wild, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it. Uh, oh man, <laughs> th- this movie is definitely. Uh, it, you know, I mentioned how uh, the my. My favorite uh, overall moment in the original film was when that fella gets his face crushed and dragged along the street by the truck uh, for a couple of reasons, both because I love Splatter and because it was so unique as a scene in that movie. And uh, clearly they got some feedback about how people really loved the hell out of that because, oh man, did they amp up the Splatter in this movie. Compared to Satan's slaves, it still has all the ghosty bits, all the all the Pocong, uh sort of weird ghosty things. Uh, but yeah, there are, so especially in the last twenty minutes or so of the movie, there it really gets kind of. And as you said, um, that elevator sequence, man, I uh, uh, I I, <laughs> uh, I do uh, get a little uh, like. like When you start messing with kids and stuff, I get a little, but, oh, man, that's so well done. Uh, And frankly, uh, the one little girl standing outside the elevator who just gets soaked in gore when the elevator crashes, like that moment Mm -hmm. goes into just enough of a level of absurdity that I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, that, that, uh, that whole elevator sequence. Uh, as an individual set piece on its own, is one of the best uh, uh, sort of action horror sequences. Uh, Not action horror. It's a thriller sequence, right? That becomes Mm -hmm. a horror moment. Uh, But it's so well done. Uh, I I really enjoyed that whole bit of the film. Um, Once again, I feel like this movie does get long in the tooth. I, I think... It could have been, there were just a lot of things that could have been trimmed down or things that were just more repetition of just like, oh, let's have another scary moment for not adding anything to the plot so much, but just, let's just put more scary moments in here. Uh, And I could do without uh, a a bit of that. It could have been a half an hour longer or shorter rather. Oh my God, not a, no, but, Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, uh, the kid gets the those spikes through his throat. Uh, towards the end there, that was oh, all yep. fucked up. <laughs> they got that suitcase full of fingers. Like, what the shit is that? Then that I thought gets, they were
1: dicks. I really thought they were dicks, not fingers.
0: At first. Oh, like oh, <laughs> and at I was first, like, oh no, no, yeah. no, they're they're fingers. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and either then, way it's bad. And <laughs> then, like, as if it hasn't been fucked up enough, and then we build up to this wild sequence where a dude gets drawn and quartered by demon horses. <laughs> yep. What the <laughs> fuck, man? So yeah. Uh,
1: this movie is actually eight minutes longer than the first one, but it I sure didn't is. think I didn't think it felt longer to me. Oh, I, think I did. The, I think the opening was still pretty slow. And that's why I went into this with like, oh, this is going to be kind of like another dreary ghost movie. But once it gets going, it gets really going. And I never felt like it, I felt the slower moments were suspenseful. And so, yep, that suspenseful. Um, and I was completely so involved that I didn't care that it was taking forever to finish. Uh, yeah, this one's longer, but felt shorter to me. I love wow.
0: uh, it felt about uh, exactly eight minutes longer to me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's just how it goes. I uh, yeah, I uh, I liked um, I really liked that opening sequence of this movie that takes place back in 1955. Uh, and when they get to that church, just that sequence where they go inside or not the church, but the observatory. And they go inside and there are all those corpses like in a weird sort of ritual pose uh just all in there i like it's obviously not a scare moment but i thought that was a real just eerie creepy well done thing uh i thought uh the e- there were moments uh overall i thought the 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 zombie effects were better here and uh used in in a in better fashion uh there's a moment um, it, later in the movie when one of the kids is you know when he's going around checking out the apartments where the corpses are and he's standing there and there's flashes of light so again it's more of that mm-hmm. it's like oh these lights are flashing and we know one time when they flash there's gonna be a thing that happened there's so much of that again <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, there's one where the lights flash and like the corpse heads are now like turning and fucking grinning at him and i was like wow that 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 got me that was really mm-hmm. well done i thought the corpse faces that whole uh, that whole effect uh group was really well done um but again uh the story the story was easier to follow but also was still just like kind it still felt so random and then everything just ends and there's this like the only reason any of it ultimately makes sense is because they tack on this like little monologue from the dude from the opening of the movie who's been missing for the entire movie, by the way, and he just explains everything. And yeah, so he he's just shocked. he shows up, he shoots some of the bad guys, uh, and then they escape in a boat. And he's like, "Oh yeah, your dad was the sniper who had killed a thousand. Their dad killed a thousand people." Seriously? Come on. Come on.
1: He was I, I, would, I
0: would I would sooner believe that Satan was real and impregnated an Indonesian lady than some random dude managed to sniper murder a thousand people in a little more than four years
1: well they didn't say that he only killed people using sniping uh techniques so maybe like the sims no there's actually there's a scene in the movie
0: where they mention that the sniper has now killed a thousand people
1: they said that uh, yeah. was that we earlier. Were, it was
0: in like one of the news reports. Yes, the oh, sniper I had killed that. a thousand people.
1: That's so difficult. I mean, maybe he wasn't doing it. I mean, he
0: is the Killing sniper, a but maybe <laughs> by any multitude of methods, like that's just a volume of murder that's unheard of, especially again in a four-year span, and he's just been. <laughs> living here uh in this place uh that's uh, i think where is it uh just outside of jakarta i think i don't know yeah uh, I, I
1: think that's where they put the the location that they mentioned right uh so yeah
0: <laughs> they're just bits and pieces of the story that where i was just like oh come on man is very incredulous but uh uh, but maybe I, I, again, he was playing I, I, the
1: Sims. Like I said, it, it, he's the sniper, but it doesn't say he sniped a thousand people. It says the sniper killed a thousand people. So he was just playing the Sims and taking the ladder out of the pool and letting them drown. And that counted. in. Satan was like, ah, oh, you found my loophole. And that's why Satan's so mad at these kids now, because he's like, your dad figured out the Sims and it's the 80s. Oh, and that hasn't even been invented yet.
0: I don't, I don't know why I totally forgot about it and what it was you just said that made me remember it but probably uh i thought just as fucking intense in its own way as the elevator smashing those three little girls uh was when uh the other main chick is in that weird shaft and then she like slips down i and, was like, gonna mention fucking that breaks in half on the way down oh. or her legs fold up around her head fuck yep
1: uh, my favorite uh death from this and like I partway through I went damn it I wish I had just been writing down every time something bad happens to a person because it just keeps happening and I love it and each one is like <laughs> what are you kidding me Um, but my favorite is actually the little girl who survived the elevator falling then walks into the elevator and then stands there for a while before then falling to her yes. death that was crazy it's that like, was really you survive well survived that that's like a yeah. final death destination thing of like the elevator is gonna have you one way or another I hate elevators by the way that elevator looked like the last job that I had uh the elevator of that building because it was a-profit so not like a super high classy establishment <laughs> and when I saw that I went like oh god I'm so glad I don't still work there and I'm watching this movie because oh I don't like elevators and that looked just like the one at my last job ooh. yeah
0: also ooh. uh with regard to that I thought that whole subplot was some of the best stuff in here even the sequence towards the end where she's being haunted down that hallway by the the, the little girl's uh, ghost corpses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, it's that same technique of, oh, she lights a match and all of a sudden there's a lot of light and then the match goes out and sort of over and over it gets bright and then it's dark and you know, something's going to happen when the bright and it happens, but it is really, really, really well done. I thought overall, there was a lot more uniqueness and a lot more variety of things going on in this film than were going on in the first one. It still has way too much going on for my liking, uh, but yeah, this is definitely a much more mature and uh, and uh, varied film, I thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really like it. I think uh, if you're gonna watch it and you uh, now sat through two movies being spoiled and haven't right. watched either and still want to, you're gonna have to watch the first one though, because otherwise you're gonna be even more confused. But I I like this and I do plan on revisiting it now that I'm like okay, I just gotta buckle down and figure out this plot and just well,
0: like, you're get definitely my way it because you're, I'm you're definitely gonna have to revisit it because very obviously there's going to be a third one. Uh yeah. I mean the way the way this ended it was very mm-hmm. clear they were like oh yeah we're coming back for movie number 3. <laughs> uh I am I am definitely curious what the scoop is on that creepy couple who appeared at the end of both movies. Uh mm-hmm. that is one of that is one of the few overall story moments that's going on here where I'm like all right you got me. I'm I'm curious to see where that is going. Uh, the, uh, the little bit of, uh, the shining sort of homage with the photo editing there at the end, uh, the, uh, (laughs) maybe the, the effects could have been a little better, but I appreciated (laughs) that. I, I get what they're doing there. Uh, very curious, uh, to see, uh, where this is all going and hopefully the third film continues to improve, uh, in the same way that the second one I feel improved on the first one. Uh and uh definitely a sums up overall.
1: Yeah, and uh one thing I wanna mention about this movie before we uh close off the episode. Um this was the first movie made in IMAX and re- released in IMAX in Indonesia and I just think that's so interesting that this is the first movie that people who have never seen IMAX are going to go into it they're probably gonna like shit themselves
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah especially that elevator sequence so that girl uh, getting just soaked in gore on IMAX <laughs> oh Jesus yeah, yeah so be, I uh, just, I
1: thought that was very uh, fun that they're going to be like, oh, I get to experience IMAX. Oh, no, I never want to experience IMAX again <laughs> because <laughs> this is the one that you get to do that with. But I, I also think it's really cool that Indonesia's um, and like Joko Anwar is making such like a big successful name for the country because between these two movies, Empedagor, he's putting a lot of stuff on the map. Is it Empedagor or is it
0: Empedagor?
1: Oh, my God. I've always said impetigo, but I've also only read it. So See, I, I, could... I
0: went with impetigo because I I assumed it was a play on the disease uh, it, or the condition. I'm not sure exactly, uh, but it's a thing called impetigo. Yep, uh, impetigo.
1: I didn't even make that connection. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, well,
0: I don't uh, know. Yeah, between <laughs> uh, between Joko Anwar and uh, Timo Jayanto, uh, Indonesia yeah. is doing some really, uh, really making a name for themselves in the horror community. Now, if we and then uh, if we could just get uh, uh, Sam and Craig and the team over at Shutter to dig down deep into their pockets and uh, bring to the masses. Uh, a brilliant little gem called Mystics in Bali. Man, my life would be just uh, the peachiest it's ever been. You ever seen that movie, Michelle? You probably don't even know that movie exists, Michelle. Mystics I am Googling. in Bali. Mystics it's in Bali. A movie of course from it's a movie
1: from, from the 80s. Of yeah, course. it's from
0: 1981, I think. I learned you just don't
1: of, like modern horror movies. I learned like of I don't mystics, know if I like horror. <laughs>
0: I learned of mystics in Bali courtesy of a sample in a song from a surf thrash band called the Necronomic kids. That's right, the Necromic kids uh, and man. Uh, that movie is a trip and it actually reminds me a lot of the original Satan's Slave. We didn't even talk about that. This Satan's Slave's Communion is the sequel to Satan's Slaves, which is in fact, uh, kind of, I guess, like a partial remake, partial prequel in a way to a 1980 Indonesian film called Satan's Slave. Uh, I watched the first half hour or so of it and then I fell asleep because it was like 2 o'clock in the morning and I got way too ambitious. But that's why I brought up (laughs) Mystics in Bali is because it reminded me a lot of the original Satan's Slaves and I was like, man, it'd be cool if Shudder... Got Mystics in Bali on there. That was a whole tangent about Mystics in Bali that I had no idea I was going to do, and we should probably let these people go to bed or whatever it is they're going to do, right?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go watch Mystics in Bali, which I'm probably going to hate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can
0: find it on YouTube in its completeness. It's not a really good, like, transfer or anything. Come on, Craig, mm-hmm. Sam, get some people to do a 4K <laughs> restore. Uh, maybe get some of them. It was it, was the Severin Films? Uh, or maybe... Uh, uh, who else? Uh, I, why am I blanking? Maybe bloody disgusting will do it. I don't know. Somebody, <gasps> Dread Central. That on
1: our Shutter podcast, Screenbox,
0: <laughs> all the competent. Confedi- we'll the- go
1: wherever Mystics and Michelle, <laughs>
0: Michelle, Dread Central co-produced VHS ninety nine with I Shutter. It's fine. I know. It's fine.
1: Everybody in the horror community is. Anyway, just all guys, love horror. Uh, go yeah. check <laughs> out
0: Mystics in Bali on YouTube. Go check out Satan Slaves and Satan Slaves Communion on Shutter and all the other Shutter things. Uh, oh, it's the end of the new episode. Don't forget to check us out on all the social medias at We Watch Shutter. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're everywhere. Did I get it all?
1: Yeah. No, you absolutely did
0: do you have anything else you want to say
1: uh i'm working on a tiktok and someday i will be brave enough to upload it so we'll actually start having tiktok content and no it is not dances i am actually going to do something that people might like we'll
0: see i'm working on it
1: there's some she's, video production she's involved clever.
0: uh how many horror yeah. movies did you say you managed to watch in october michelle
1: Specifically horror or horror adjacent in October, I watched 74. There were definitely some non-horror movie things on my list because I ran out of horror on streaming sites and I didn't feel like paying to rent a lot of them. Um, And then I also had to pay attention to the entire three-week Daryl Brooks trial and that took up a lot of time and was definitely worth the time to watch.
0: So I would like to, in case you missed it, Seventy four movies. And I'm a little uh, disappointed. She's got a whole list of, you're disappointed in 74 I movies. Get I seriously thought
1: I was going to hit 100 for anyway, October, but I ran out of movies.
0: She's going to post a list uh, on the social media. I will. Keep an eye out for it. I promise <laughs> you this woman watches more movies than you do. Uh, anyway, guys, we've we've completely lost the thread, and this is just what this podcast is going to be now because October 2022 broke our minds. <laughs> with all the intense podcasting horror that we were subjected to,
1: we'll get back to it. We will say we'll good night, side. Yeah, good night, Michelle.